Yeah, yeah, that's bagpipes, you know, they're the Scottish instrument. And I would say, even more so now, it's sort of that there's so many kids learning now, which is amazing. So really? Pipe bands and, and there's a national youth pipe band in Scotland, and it's based in, in the sort of central belt near Glasgow, Edinburgh. And, you know, the, the amount of young kids at 13, 14 are absolutely incredible players. It's, so there's a lot of good bagpipers at the moment. Yeah, so it's cool to play the pipes now. Today I'm talking to Martin Gillespie, a bagpiper from Glasgow. So great to meet you here on Zoom, Martin. Well, thanks for having me. I'm quite excited about this because I've done over about 670 interviews now and you are the first bagpiper I'm talking to. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Hopefully not the last. <laughs> no, I'm I'm trying to find you guys now because it's so interesting. Um, I'm just thinking. Uh, first, tell me where are you based? Based in Glasgow. In Glasgow, okay. Yeah. yeah. Now, because I was thinking, also, uh, you know, I talked to many musicians and different forms of art, and it's almost as if the bagpipes. You know, we 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 see the bagpipes sort of in uniform and in orchestra and you know sort of in specific events but but this is the perception I have always of the bagpipes but then I started looking on Instagram and I see you guys do amazing stuff on your own yeah yeah it's, it's always like a half thing I suppose when it comes to learning bagpipes you learn it that way but it's very uniformed very strict when it comes to the sort of process of learning because that's the kind of way it needs to be because it's such a distinct instrument you kind of have to learn it in a certain way and it, they, if you're in pipe bands it's all uniformed you know with the full kilt and just because just that's, that's the way it's always been and you're competing that's kind of what you do but in the last probably 20 years there's been a lot more folk bands and stuff so it's kind of become a wee bit more modern and, and pipes were never really used I didn't think it was all very traditional so it would be just pipe bands you know single pipe or march and just the stuff you'd expect to see but it's now, it's now the pipes are getting used differently in bands like we're using it obviously along with like electric guitars just kind of we're, we're kind of more just like a, a normal sort of pop rock band but we have pipes in it so it's getting used it's getting used in a different way and there's a lot of bands doing it now um yeah. and it's actually to... it's actually bringing such a great sound from the instrument you know that you it's it sort of makes it sound differently and and um lovely you know like it's if if you mix it in that genre yeah. in a different genre you actually hear what a lovely sound it is yeah, yeah. It's, 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 it's a funny one because pipes they, they do get a bad rep because generally the yeah. things you see like people take the take the kind of mickey out of it saying it's, it's a bad pipe <laughs> and make it horrible. but it's like even a pipe if you go and hear a good pipe band with us 15 pipers and 10 drummers you know it's an absolute incredible sound Exactly. Um, that, then that's just all pipes, just the harmonics on them. But then obviously if you're putting them in a band, kind of like what we do, or you know, man run do it. You know, there's a lot, lot of folk bands that are doing it, skip mission stuff. Um, you, you're kind of getting a different sound because it's mixing with, as you say, like guitars and piano and and bass and stuff. So you're kind of getting a sort of big sound from it. And the pipes are just sort of, it's not just pipes. You're kind of getting that sort of top end of the pipes. So um, no, it's been good. You know, we've we sort of learned as we went along as well. And you're obviously listening, you're listening to bands that have done it before us, like Wollstone and. And run rig and stuff, so it's like we've sort of learned, and then our, our sounds evolved as we've, as we've sort of got played more and toured more and stuff. Yeah, but now when you said uh, initially when you start, how did you start off? Uh, what was the the inspiration for you to play the pipes? Uh, well, myself and my brother in the band, we're, we're from a small island in Scotland called Tyree, 
It's on the west coast of Scotland. And there's only about 600 people live there. It's a small island about 14 miles long, but it's like a kind of Gaelic-speaking musical island. So we were very lucky growing up. My mum was a music teacher there, and, and we started a community in music and sort of Kayleys and stuff. So we, we, we grew up. We both learned accordion first, and then bagpipes was our second instrument. So we were lucky to learn that as kids growing up. And with the pipes, you, you start off in the practice channel which is kind of like, the, you know, the chanter on the big pipes. It's just that that you blow into, oh, it's not okay. in the bag and the drone. So you learn that way first. Yeah. Um, and then you go into the bagpipes after that. But we were, we were very lucky as kids. We, we got um, some amazing tuition growing up from, from eight years old and stuff. And, and just uh, once once we got to sort of high school, you know, we studied music um, at high, like at standard grade and higher level. And then I, I went on to study music at university um, and just sort of ended up, didn't plan to be a musician, but that's where it ended up. Really? But is it like a, a very national thing for you? Like, you know, it's it's like a very Scottish thing. Yeah, well, the, the bagpipes are, they are historically Scottish. Um, so or a traditional, I would say yeah. traditional, not not national, but a traditional yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, this, bagpipes are, you know, they are Scottish. I would say even more so now it's sort of that there's so many kids learning now which is amazing there's so really? many pipe bands and, and there's a national youth pipe band in Scotland and it's based in, in the sort of central belt near Glasgow Edinburgh and you know the, the amount of young kids at 13, 14 are absolutely incredible players it's, so there's a lot of good bagpipers at the moment it's so it's, been, yeah so it's cool to play the pipes now I would say so I would say like trad music again it's developed so much in the last 10, 15 years um, where it's becoming pretty cool to be a trad just whereas probably when we were younger it was maybe looked a bit like oh he's playing the accordion or playing the fiddle oh, yeah. or whatever the bagpipes you know I don't want to do that you want to play a guitar but it's becoming pretty cool because I think kids are seeing what we are doing and what so many other bands are doing like we're getting the tour of the world and play music and even the amount of bands in Glasgow or, or in Scotland now they're selling out major venues at the Barrowlands that your major pop acts would do mm-hmm. so it's like it's, it's sort of growing there's a, there's a big following for it at the moment so so uh, you say you start off with a pipe and then you go to the bag or, yeah. or then it develops into the bag. So is it uh, is that the tricky part? So is that something to aspire to, to, to be able um, to do that? It's all, it's all pretty different. The first bit is obviously the chanters. You need to learn, even just blowing the chanters quite hard and fingering, like you obviously need to learn all the movements because there's only a certain way to do all the movements on the pipes. So you've only got nine notes. So there's only, oh. a, certain way, there's only a certain way, you know, there's... there's fingering for each note and so you need to learn all that first and once you've kind of got the basics of that and and uh, you know, your fingers are strong you, you then move on to the bagpipes and obviously the hard bit at first is the bag's basically acting uh, as, as a part of the device to help you circulate the air so you get some people would play the practice chant on a circular breathe you know you point some folk to do other instruments would do that clarinet whatever but the bag is doing this for you in the bagpipes so I, I would blow oh, in the bag and then you keep your arm tight, and that's what keeps the air just constantly travelling, so you can keep a steady. So it's an extra on. lung. So it's an extra lung that you have under your arm. Yes, a good, a good lung stuff in the pipes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> strong lungs as well. That's one thing. When you've not, we've not been into it for the last three weeks, a month now. And I've not really played them very much. So the lungs will be struggling when I go back. But oh really? But now, um, uh, and and you do you also when you I mean is this part and parcel of it to to wear um, a kilt with when the, you the, play? Yeah, but as as generally known, like you would your you know if I was or if you were going to pipe at a wedding or a funeral or you were doing mm-hmm. a recital, you would you would wear the full kilt. I mean, I just wear the, I just wear the bottom half of the kilt just to make it 
a bit more. Yeah. And I don't wear like the shoes, I just wear boots and socks. So just to try and make it a bit more casual. Because we, we are essentially just a rock pop band and pipes are sort of just part of, like, just as a, as a guitar or, or bass, it's just pipes, just another instrument. In it. So I just kind of wear the kilt just as, you know, it's obviously such something different and people people enjoy seeing it, not in the full the full outfit, just sort of, the, you know, the, the bottom half and the sparring and the boots and stuff. So, um, But as if you were doing, I'm saying, if you were doing, like, a competing as a pipe or a pipe band or you're piping away, you would wear the full... If it is, bagpipes, kilts and bagpipes are associated together. Anyway, so yeah. if you're going to make a paper for something like you're having a party and you book the paper, you'd be expecting them to be wearing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. so. I think it's yeah. it's part of the instrument. Part of it, yeah. <laughs> but now um, you talked about uh, also, you know, that, that you can explore different genres with the pipe, but you have to then, because I assume there's not a lot of music written uh, I mean, the music that's written for the pipes are specific. It's more like band, like orchestras and band. But uh, how do you uh, sort of arrange the music to suit the pipe? Is there something that the pipes that you can't play with? Yeah, with like I said, we've, we've only got nine, nine notes, so we're, we're kind of limited to what okay. we do. But yeah. if you listen to you know, our music and some of the songs, there's pipes in it, but the pipes are maybe just doing the riff that the guitar's doing. Okay. It might only be it might only be five or six notes, but it's five or six notes that fit in the pipes. So it's just it's kind of doing it that way. There's obviously so saying, we've tried some songs we can't put pipes in or not that we want to put in everything, but you can't put it in because the riff, the notes in the riff don't fit the oh, notes yeah. in the pipes. So you just have you have to fit it in and, and so and you, and you know you kinda know we don't put pipes in everything just because it doesn't fit in everything, it would sound it would sound rubbish mm-hmm. on some stuff. So you just you obviously just try and think, well that suits that would suit a bit of pipes. Oh, yeah. Just like you would say that would suit a bit of guitar or that would suit a bit of fiddle or mm-hmm or bass or whatever so you just you kind of look at it that way but obviously with the pipes you're kind of limited to the notes you can you can do because you've only got a certain amount so but as a soloist because how is uh, is that limiting for you no, not, as a, not as a soloist no um like if you're just doing solo piping generally it's there's millions of tunes like millions oh, of really? not that, okay. just because it goes back hundreds and hundreds of years so there's, mm. there's just books and books of incredible incredible tunes so just like there be scores for jazz bands or anything like that. Like there's just really? music, there's pipe, pipe tunes that obviously were written by bagpipers, so it goes back hundreds and hundreds of years. There's, there's so much of it. So there's no shortage of, no shortage of music to play for the pipe. Really? Uh, oh, okay. You obviously, obviously just can't do the stuff you can't do because you don't have the notes to do it. So. Yeah. But now, in Scotland, you must be very busy because there are a lot of, I mean, like you say, it's, it's sort of a traditional thing, but... Outside of Scotland, uh, do you think people can appreciate the, the pipes for what they can do and for, for the sound? Yeah, well, it's in, with the band, with Scary Vaughan, like, we spend most of our time touring in America. Oh, really? So we spend a lot of time out there. So that's the pipe. The pipes are globally known. So everybody go, people mm. people know the pipes. And it's, uh, it's obviously just the thing we're finding, we're just trying to change people's perception of what. Bagpipes, just so that, so they don't think it's just this. They know, like they want you, they don't realise it can do this as well. And I think that's yeah. the hardest thing. But we, we've been touring, touring all over the world for the last 10, 15 years. So we're constantly introducing new people to it, and well, just the way we would do it, and just so people realise that it's a different way to the bagpipes. It's not just your solo piper and pipe yeah, band just... stuff. There is there is other ways, you know, and, and you can fit it into other kinds of music. So, so I assume some people think this is also a novelty that they don't. 
you know that they see it as a novelty, but that's there's there's a there's more to it. There's yeah, more to yeah. the pipes, yeah, you know, to the music. And the amount of people come and see us that they might have never heard this, and like you know just come across the front of the show and then they come after and this is and never heard them like that because that's not what they expected. Bagpipes to be, have you know what I mean? So it's, yeah, it's good in that. It's good in that sense. It's, it's just it's just letting it's kind of we just want to show people and and kind of let people hear that it can be that this is this is what it can do. It's not just what you would see on a movie or. Yeah, um, you know, like just the, the sort of perception, whereas it can it can be completely different. So, yeah, because that's what I, you know, when I saw that what what I see on Instagram, for example, is then I was so surprised because as for me and and I lived in the UK and I know it's you know the the perception of of the pipes are always that I saw it in a maybe in a band or an orchestra, but n- not like you know like it like it's done yes. today. Yeah. So, do you teach as well? No, I, I don't. We, we like the bands, yeah. like a full time, um, mm-hmm. a full time job basically. And we've, we've got a lot of things like myself and Billy. We've got a music agency and an events company and things. But we've got we things. But generally, we're touring. We're touring quite a lot. We have two months. February, October, generally are quiet. Our downtime months, and apart from that, we we do maybe three, four tours of the states, one of Europe, two of England. And then we do all the Scottish festivals in the summer, in the summer months as well. And then a tour of Scotland in December and in April as well. So, mm. so it's a busy year. It disappears like that. So I can't yeah. I'm, I'm nearly in December again. It's like, it just feels like we just got out of Christmas last year. So. Really? But did you did you think uh, when you when you were uh, younger, did you think that you would do this as a sort of a no, career? No. Really? We were, we were sport, football daft and... Um, Never, never, never planned. But we're lucky. We just always played music as kids, and I think when we left school, there's only four of us in the band to start with. Um, myself, my brother, who's older, and then the drummer Fraser, Alec, the singer. He, he writes up, he writes all the songs. The four of us started. But myself and Alec were last to leave school, so we just kind of started doing some summer gigs, like on the islands and the west coast of Scotland, doing like halls and pubs, and we just obviously started making money doing it. And it just, it just snowballed. But just went, we just kept. But we were all at uni at the time, so it was kind of our earnings at weekends and in summer months so we just kept gigging and the band just grew and grew to where it became a, it's an international an international touring act and we all kind of had to do it but we made the choice to do it full time so yeah but it's been good so we get to see a lot see a lot of the world and so never, never planned to do it but it's, it's been great so amazing now I yeah. think I think it's great what you're doing it's really amazing but now tell me um what what are still the wishes for you for the future, what would you like to see um, happening with your pipes and 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 your bands and so? Uh, I, th- I think we just just want to keep progressing. You know, we're, we're obviously just trying to break into new markets, sell more tickets, um, play bigger venues. Maybe, but this year we released our album Tempest. Um, sorry, two things. Sorry, so we released, our, we released our album Tempest there in April. Like, oh, that's our first album I've had to number one in Scotland. Wow. And then Amazing. We got, a, we got a UK top 40 with it as well, which is the first time we've done that. So Congratulations. It shows, it shows wow. It shows the level of even bands we've tried crossover the side following it's got now because there's, there's good, good pals us in a band called Tidelines and they, they got placed in the charts last year, I think it was, as well, in UK top 40 as well. So there's a big, there's a big momentum behind it. Um, so I think for us it's just a case of keep the band progressing, keep touring. You know, just we're getting we're getting to travel a lot around the world, selling selling more tickets, doing bigger venues, and 
um, 20, 25s or 20 year anniversaries of bands for planning a for planning a big show in Scotland for them. So. Have you toured in Vienna yet? Or Austria? We've not done we've done have we been in Austria now, I think. I'm trying we, we used to tour we used to do tour Germany a lot from really between 2011 to 2000. I'm trying to think if we crossed into Austria. So we've done Luxembourg, Switzerland. Um, but you have to come to Vienna, I think. You have to come. We'd love to. I'd love to. I'd love yeah. to yeah. Um, I'll, I'll need to check, actually. I'm just trying to think. For some reason, I think I have, but then I'm not too sure. I'll, I'll ask my brother, he remembers all the places. <laughs> so I'll find out. But um, I, I, if we've not gigged there, I'm pretty sure we've, we've travelled we've traveled through it at some point. But um, yeah. no, we'll, we'll put it in the list. Hopefully, we'll, yeah, we'll put it in. Yeah, please put it in the list. No, I absolutely love yeah. what you do. This is amazing. And um, yeah, I think also, um, I mean, the, the audiences, uh, do you, are you surprised sometimes uh, who the audience are? Do you, you know, do you think, um, is it more younger people or, or older people or, you know, who are your audiences? It, it just it varies. We've got quite a wide demographic from the like kids right the way up to people are pretty old. It just, it just varies. Um, you know, Scotland's very mixed. There's probably a, a, a bigger sort of late teen to maybe 30s. We've got a big audience here probably about that age, but it, it, it grows from kids and a lot of kids in to, and right up to adults. And sometimes when you go, you know, to Germany or, or Denmark, it's probably an older demographic oh, um, okay. at the venues. Maybe we do tuna fest, that's probably a bit younger, but generally probably an older demographic. America's quite mixed. Um, we do a lot of festivals. Probably the venues are more older demographic, but then when you go to the festivals, it's a bit more mixed. So it's a very wide, it's a, I would say it's a very wide demographic we've got because it kind of appeals to so many people. It's not just because the genre is, it's not uh, it's, it's not just appealing to something like a younger age or an older age. It kind of appeals to a wide range. So it just kind of varies where we go. But listen, are there a, a sort of a, um, a, in the real traditional uh Piper uh, Piper audience, are there this sort of snobbishness about the music that if you play something else, that people say, "Oh no, you know, you, you shouldn't be doing that," or is it quite yeah. people quite open? I, I think it's become more open. I think it, go back mm -hmm. ten years, it would have been very, you know, even, even I was learning that I was probably to do some of the stuff we're doing now. I would have got wrapped around long the fingers by my teacher probably, and it's like. They probably wouldn't have been happy, but it's, it's totally again. People have just seen how it needs to evolve, and it's oh, yeah. it's even now even the pipe, even the pipe bands are now pushing boundaries. But before it was all very this is the way it had to be done, but they are now all pushing boundaries of saying, well, this is what we can do to try and be a step above the next band, and, and it's like as long as it works, and you, you know, you're going to get some people go too far, and it's like that's just doesn't that doesn't work. Yeah. But I think I think a lot of your older generation have become more thinking, well, this is actually great for the. It's great for this industry, and also with being with being more open with letting it develop, it's, it's letting it's bringing kids and letting young kids have a better interest in it as well because they're seeing younger people, you know, or younger bands going into it, and they're like, "Well, I want to do that as well." It's a bit more linked to to probably more commercial music like pop and rock, so it's, it's definitely bringing yeah. younger folk into it. So yeah, hundred percent. Like, there's, and they're still all the stubbornness to think, "Oh, you can't do that," or "That's not the right way," which is fair enough. It might be right, but. They're definitely, it's definitely not as bad as it was. It's more open now. If open, probably saying, well, it's, it's good for the, it's good for the industry and it's sort of helping yeah. it develop. So. 
and I think yeah, if if younger children can relate, you know, with the music, and and if it's like you say, it's slowly progressing or slowly evolving, but then uh, getting more younger audiences because that brings a, a great appreciation then also for the instrument and for the music. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, and yeah. mm-hmm. you learn that even when we were there's a couple of bands just you know ahead of us when we were still at school, and that's what we were looking at. That's you learn off, and that's what inspires you. Well, I want to do that. Or I want to we're interact with people, you speak to people, and it's also it's a good laugh, it's good fun, you know, and you get to spend time with folk and learn and learn music, so or, or sport whatever. So it's good in that sense, obviously. Mm. Do you have your instrument close to you? Uh, I do. Well, it's in the it's in the other room. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's, not been, it's not been played for days, but I can't I can't play it. But that's the only thing because. My partner's oh. the night shift and she's just getting from work. Oh, so oh, I see. Okay. Yeah, so she would go absolutely mental. No, I wanted to see. I, I just wanted to see it. Is it possible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. There you go. Oh, wow. Oh, oh wow. Uh, just just explain to me all the uh, all the different pipes. Yeah, so that, that's, this is your chanter. This, this bit here is the microphone attached to it. So, um, you, you would learn on a sort of hybrid version of this first. It's, it's got a blow piece on it. So you can yeah. move the bag. So you would just learn on that and that would get you all your, your sort of yeah, okay. fingering and, and movements and stuff learned. So and basically in the chanter, in the pipe band chanter is a cane reed. Mm-hmm. Like this. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's a bit of a cane, so it's pretty, it's pretty loud. Um, yeah. And then... Sure and do you have it. to do you have to make these reads yourself? No, no, you could if you wanted, but no, I didn't do that. Yeah, oh, loads okay. of open companies do it. And oh, okay. A lot of the companies are sending them globally. There's so many pipers, so I um, mean, get some good. We are playing B flat channels, um, which is easier to play like the other instruments. So we start oh, okay. off in B flat. Um, so that's obviously a mouthpiece. Your drones are like three different drones. So this is sort of like your bass drone, which is very low sounding. And then these are these are tenor drones. And then these are like synthetic reeds in these, so like plastic. I'm oh, sure. I see. Oh, okay. Ah, okay. So when you hear when you hear the pipes, a piper strike in, um, you'll hear a big low, like a big deep sound first. That's this drone here. Oh, I see. And then, and then okay. these ones are tenors, then the chant will come in, and that's the loudest part of it. Um, so in the bag, we actually play sheepskin bags. Um, I'll show you now. Okay, so real, so real sheepskin. It real has real sheepskin. Be... Yeah. So you have, you have to like just like that. Mine's a bit on the dry side. You need, if you don't play it for a while, it goes very dry. And you have to really. It. Yeah. So we we all just have not we've not been tuned. So I'll need to season them and get it all moist again, and then it just keeps it airtight. So. Mm. And do you have to do you have to treat it with something to to? Yes, yeah, it's, it's like it's kind of like an oil season. Like a, it's called seasoning. Um, mm-hmm. I'm not really sure what it is. It's kind of like an oil you put in, and it sort of, it moistens the bag, sort of loosens it up, oh, okay. just keeps it keeps it airtight. Because right now it's not airtight, so you'd lose air. So basically, you obviously want your bag to be completely airtight yeah. all the time. So. And then, um, how how long does a bag like that last? I think probably well. 
I don't know. I don't obviously. I'm not competing and playing for long periods of time all the time, so I'm not 100 sure. But I think I would get a good. I've had this for a year and a half now. It's totally fine. So okay. I'll probably get a good three, three and a bit, four years probably out of it. But I think if, if you're competing and playing long periods of time all the time, then I think you probably wouldn't. You maybe get a couple of years out of it if you're lucky. But and it also just depends as long as you're looking after it and, and okay. keeping it, keeping the seasons and stuff. So, but they do they do last a long time. They're pretty they're pretty durable. So. And how heavy is how heavy is this instrument? Uh, I'd say these are quite heavy for proper silver and ivory, so maybe a wee bit heavier. But um, I don't know, maybe eight kilos, maybe. Oh, okay. They're not mm-hmm. too bad, so they look heavy, but they're not too bad. Oh, okay. So, so if you if you if you're walking with it for a long time, or standing it with it for a long time, it's it's fine. No, you're fine. You're fine. Yeah. yeah. It's like, it's like probably somebody first picking it up. Um, Somebody at first picking up thinking that's quite heavy, but it's like anyone, you kind of, if you're learning from the start, you're not really thinking about that. You just you get used to it and you build a tolerance to it. Well, that's just what it is. And, it's, and, and when you're playing, it's, it's resting on your shoulder as well. So you're not. Oh, yeah. Um, and the bag, because the bag's under your arm, then taking a bit of weight there, taking a bit of weight there. Mm-hmm. Your hands on the channel as well. So it's. Mm. You're kind of spreading the weight on your body a wee bit. So, mm. so there's a. There's a... Uh, the the bag under your arm is is actually so you don't have straps and things on it. No, no, it just sits. When, once you go in, once you go in, the bag just sort of sits under your arm, and then you, your arms under it. So kind of like you get up like that, you just under that's your bag and go away and stuff. So mm-hmm. and it just it just sits here. You obviously you're keeping your you're keeping your left arm tight on the bag. So you just want to keep the air steady the whole way through it all the time. You don't want the air to drop. It just has to be circulating steady because if oh, the yeah. air drops and the sound from the chanter drops. So to get a tune, so you have to keep it. You have to keep a steady mm-hmm. circulation out here the whole time. So. Oh, I see. Okay, so so that so you have to concentrate on that air circulation, yeah. and you yeah. just play. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So a lot, think, a lot of think about is you've obviously yeah. you're blowing. You've got to keep your arm tight and steady. You've got to keep the air circulating steady the whole time. Because if you don't, then the chanter sound will dip. So if you blow too hard, it'll go sharp. If you, if you don't blow hard enough, it'll be flat. Mm-hmm. But you can so also not- do that. You can also do that to bend notes. If you want to bend into another note and stuff, you can sort of let air out and squeeze into it. It would bend into a note. You want to do stuff like that. So. Oh, I see. Okay. So it's now it's no wild dancing while you're playing. Uh, you can move about. We, we, we can. We oh, can is it? Okay. Wild dance. We'll jump about. Oh, we okay. Move about and stuff like that. We'll, we'll, we've got wireless mics. Myself and Scott, other pipe in the van, so we'll walk about stage and jump down into the crowd and stuff like that. And carry really? Yeah. Mm. Okay, Martin. Martin, really, you have to come to Vienna now. Yeah, we are well, just you, you can check our dates if we're anywhere near you. Um, yeah. You can come and see us. So we're actually out in Holland and Denmark in November, so we've got a tour out there. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's the only European ones till next year. And then I think, I think we have got uh, Germany and Luxembourg next year at some point. I'm just not sure where else. But come to Vienna in the summer. I think that would be great. I'll see if we can do Yeah. <laughs> well, you'll have to let me know, definitely. Yeah. But Martin, thank you so much for this wonderful interview um, and for showing me the instrument. And really, this is, like I said, this is very special because you're the first piper I speak to. Oh, so, thank you. Thank yeah. you for Okay. And see you in Vienna soon. Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thank you. Okay. Bye. 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 Thank you.